Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1759. Can couples really recover from an affair? A comprehensive toolkit for healing from infidelity. By Dr. Kathy McMahon of CouplesTherapyInc.com. Hello, everybody. Happy Saturday, and thanks for tuning into ORD once again. I'm your host and narrator, Greg Audino, and I'm so glad to have you here today as we discuss a topic that often lurks in the shadows of relationships, you know, something we try to avoid talking about at all costs, let alone taking part in, that being affairs. How can we better understand them, and how can we better understand the recovery process for both partners as well? We're going to find out today. Let's jump into this article and start optimizing your life. Can Couples Really Recover from an Affair? A Comprehensive Toolkit for Healing from Infidelity by Dr. Kathy McMahon of CouplesTherapyInc.com I'm married and having an affair. Can my relationship really recover? Absolutely. Healing from infidelity is not just about what you do or don't do physically with someone else. It's the distance and the act of turning away. The involved partner strays from a stance of trust and transparency with their committed chosen partner long before the infidelity. Your marriage does not necessarily have to end in divorce because you had an affair. Even though admitting the affair to your spouse will cause a lot of grief and heartache and anger, the odds are that your marriage will survive if you both want it to. Couples counseling for infidelity can help. What advice do you have for couples in affair recovery counseling? This advice may seem counterintuitive. Come clean and disclose wisely. Coming clean and being honest are powerful. However, it's not very common. When most spouses get caught cheating, their first instinct is damage control. This is a really destructive phase that adds one betrayal to another. Not only were they involved with someone else, but they're now lying about the extent of the involvement. Keeping the affair a secret is the first lie. But intimacy gets worse when the involved spouse minimizes the involvement, avoids discussing their commitment, or downplays the significance of the affair. Attempts to contain the situation by lying are not a winning strategy for rebuilding trust. The involved partner may totally deny the affair initially. They may try to deny any technological contact. Deleting texts, emails, and messages in a panic is a common step. Dribbling out information in an agonizingly slow fashion, called titrating, can also be common. This can arguably be called emotionally abusive. Other involved partners totally shut down and they stone. Some engage in gaslighting. Minimizing the affair emotionally, we're just good friends, she's going through a hard time, 
is also common. Minimizing the affair physically. We're just co-workers. We text each other sexy stuff as a joke. That never works. Few spouses consider this kind of talk between co-workers to be funny. And some engage in total amnesia about when it began, how it started, and when it ended, if it ended at all. They may tell their spouse, I can't remember, and mean it sincerely. Containing who you disclose to is wise. It's hard to consider the long term when the hurt spouse's trust and certainty in your marriage turns from concrete to shifting sand. Women often reach out to friends, family, and even their own children before turning to a marriage counselor. This has lasting effects. If the marriage does survive the affair, very often it does so with broken friendships or parental relationships when the news is broadcasted widely. Who you tell about this affair is a serious matter to consider. Running to a family member who has been vocal about their dislike for your partner creates a ripple effect. As most of us like to announce, I was right about him or her, to whomever will listen. Affairs are confusing to both partners. Being labeled the unfaithful spouse or the betrayed spouse is often destructive in infidelity counseling and the recovery process. We prefer the terms hurt and involved partners rather than talking about people who cheat and we encourage other infidelity therapists to do the same. In treating infidelity, a couple's counselor's primary role is to help the couple survive infidelity, not stigmatize spouses. Involved partner. The first thing many involved partners ask us is, what happened? Why did I blow up my marriage and my life? They may tell themselves a narrative of how they got involved, but not be clear on why they would do something so destructive to their marriages. Equally explosive is the reality that many of the involved partners may give up their affair partners reluctantly. They may still long for the feelings the affair created for them, in power, desirability, excitement, and even danger. Some want to talk to the affair partner privately to process the necessity for a breakup. This in itself can be volatile, as promises might have been made and are now broken. Hurt partner. Hurt partners often ask, how could he or she do this to me? It's a question that is seldom answered to the hurt partner's satisfaction. Rumination and obsession are common. Rumination is not an emotional process. It's a repetitive habit of mind. Many hurt partners say that they're just trying to understand. Rumination and obsessive thoughts. The rumination and obsession of the hurt partner have predictable themes. They blame and attack seemingly out of nowhere. They ask questions about specific activities with the affair partner. While they're trying to ease the pain by knowing, intimate details of the affair are more likely to torment them with an ever-widening circle of toxic detail rather than heal. Feeling betrayed, partners can raise their voices, be full of rage, threaten divorce, or be utterly inconsolable. They are often no less restrained in the therapist's office. Their pain is evident. It's perfectly fine for the hurt partner to describe their emotions in vivid detail, but expressing them abusively is not. There are all types of affairs. There are also all types of affairs, physical affairs being just one of them. In fact, when weighing anonymous liaisons longer term against emotional affairs with well-known people, the long-term secrecy may be much less damaging. Affairs have predictable phases. The first phase for the hurt partner is shock. How could he do this to me is a question that has probably existed in relationships from the beginning of love. I imagine that this question has been asked by hurt partners for thousands of years. Shock is held in the body and in the mind, 
numbness, trance, disbelief, and then rumination and obsession. Science-based couples therapy directly works with this aspect of affair recovery. What happens next? Affairs are among the most destructive and disruptive forces in married life. For many couples, managing fear, rage, and soul-shaking grief take up all of their emotional energy for months or even years. We caution the hurt partner to focus on their own self-care. Normal eating, sleeping, and exercise are important first steps. You just listened to the post titled, Can Couples Really Recover from an Affair? A Comprehensive Toolkit for Healing from Infidelity by Dr. Kathy McMahon of CouplesTherapyInc.com We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And thanks so much to Dr. Kathy for this article, again, about some highly important subject matter. Now, one part she mentioned was particularly interesting to me, uh, that being the fact that involved partners start to detach from the hurt partners well before infidelity actually takes place. They may withhold certain parts of themselves, not being entirely transparent, as she said, and uh, normalizing that over time and, you know, making it a way of life until it devolves into an affair. Now, to me, this serves as an opportunity for all of us to ask ourselves how we might be doing this in our relationships. Now, surely we all have our own lives separate of our partners. That's healthy. But where might those lines be getting blurry, if anywhere? In what types of ways might you be disengaging that you didn't before uh, or that you wouldn't appreciate if your partner was doing? What excuses might you be making that you never would have thought you'd make prior to? what's become a long list of justifications. And look, these types of self-reflection questions are not made to make you hunt yourself down and look for signs of infidelity that are not there. They're nothing to be scared of. Rather, these are opportunities to check in with yourself about whether or not you are holding on to more, more than you'd like to or ever thought that you would, and why that might be, and working with these feelings so as to minimize the chance that they may one day translate into inappropriate behavior, whether that means an affair or some other form of detachment that is not healthy for your partnership. It's a great thing to keep tabs on no matter how old or how healthy your relationship is. So with that, it's time to get going, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today and listening until the end. I hope you took something valuable from this article. Uh, It seems to me that there was something for everybody, whether or not you have or ever will be on either side of an extramarital relationship. So enjoy your day, everybody. Be safe. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.